The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com. Welcome to the Love & Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love & Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals, where crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs can learn and experience the art of crystal healing. In today's show, we're going to explore kind of a sensitive topic. We're going to talk about how to pursue a healing arts career. Um, so this is a question that I really get a lot from my students and potential students. And when I'm speaking with people who are thinking about making the transition from a mainstream career into the wellness field. So how do you actually do this the right way? I know that it can be really scary to leave the comfort and security of your job to pursue your dreams and follow your heart. So people usually fall into one of two camps here. So people think, you know, should I make this transition slowly and leave myself a safety net by keeping one foot in the door at my current job? But, you know, maybe you have to think about the fact that this sacrifices your ability to really dive into your career full force and accept that it might take you a little bit longer to build your sacred business. On the other hand, there's people who think, well, should I maybe leap before I look and quit my job and never look back? Because at least I'm following my passion. But again, here you need to keep in mind that this leaves you in a really vulnerable financial position, and it can create a lot of fear-based blocks that can hold you back from success in the long run. So here's the big question. How do you know whether to play it safe or take a big risk? And how do you know if you can really make it work with a career in the healing arts field? And the answer to this, unfortunately, is it depends. So if this is something that you've been considering or even just daydreaming about, then I have a really important message for you. And I'm going to do today's podcast a little bit differently than normal. So this is actually a discussion that I had with some of my students in our private student Facebook group a while back, but I think that this message is so important that I want to take some time to really get raw and real and put everything out on the table and have a little heart to heart about this topic. So what I'm going to do in today's podcast is I'm actually going to play a recording of this discussion that we had some time back and let you get some of these takeaways in this really real discussion that we had. So we're just laying everything on the line, talking about the pros and cons of different approaches to changing careers and really pursuing your passion and following your heart and you know, taking that chance on switching careers and doing something that's really fulfilling for you. So I'm going to get into my story quite a bit here. I'm going to be talking about things that I've not really shared quite in this much detail in the past, but my hope is that there are some really good takeaways for you in this story. And I have some kind of advice and tips that, you know, come from the past nearly 12 years of my work in this field and what I've learned from that journey. So I hope that this is helpful for you. Let's take a listen now, and then I'll be back with you 
after the recording's done playing. So this podcast is going to be a little bit longer than normal, um, but I think this message is so important. So I want you to really, you know, open yourself up to all the different things that I have to share with you, and I hope that you find these things really helpful. You know, how do you leave the comfort and stability and security of like a nine to five job to pursue your soul calling, to pursue your heart's path? You know, how do you do that? And so this is a really good question. I mean, everyone's journey is going to be a little bit different. Um, and I can share a little bit about my story and, and how I made this transition from a really secure job and career into kind of taking a leap of faith um, and also give you some advice just based on, you know, my experience and my story, but also based on, you know, what I've seen my students do um, and what I've seen other, you know, successful, professional, spiritual entrepreneurs do. So let's talk about this. Let's just get like super real and put everything on the table and like really, really talk about it and have a conversation. So I see Joan is hanging out watching. So hey, Joan. Um, And I just made this video like private to our group so we can just get really real. Okay. Um, So here's the thing. Like when when I first started this whole crazy journey, um, I and thanks for the thumbs up, Joan. When I first started this whole crazy journey, I was on a very specific path. So Uh, I was pursuing a career in botany. I was actually finishing my degree at the time that this big shift in my life came up. But I was one of those people that went to school for like ever and ever and ever. (laughs) Okay. So like, yeah, I I took three years to get my associate's degree instead of two. I've always been like a super hard worker. I worked full time to help like put myself through school. Um, My mom is super supportive and helped me in every way she could. Um, but like I worked hard to try and get scholarships and things like that for school so I wouldn't have, you know, so much of a, a burden on my mom. And also, you know, just for my own situation, I didn't want to leave school with a ton of student loan debt and that kind of thing. Um, but I was working really, really hard to pursue this career in botany because I love plants. I love nature. I love everything about the natural world. That's probably why, you know, like crystals also resonate with me so well, but I was, to be quite frank, like I said, I'm going to keep it real in here right now. I was busting my ass, um, going to school, working sometimes two or three jobs, um, just to kind of make things work. And so I worked really hard to get where I was and I finished my associate's degree and moved up to Madison, Wisconsin, um, to go to the university of Wisconsin, Madison and, uh, pursue my degree in botany. And, I was really pushing um, because my my associate's degree was in horticulture, which I loved. Horticulture is all about growing plants, digging in the dirt, being in the soil, feeling really connected. It lifted me up inside. It's something I really loved and enjoyed. Um, But then I had a lot of like pressure, right? Like societal pressure, family pressure, relationship pressure, all kinds of things to go have a a more successful career. Um, One that would make more money that would lead to like, you know, a better social status, all those things that many of us feel pressured to do. And so I started to pursue a a bachelor's degree in botany. I was like, I don't know, a little bit more than a semester away from graduating. I was totally 
burnt out. I was so unhappy. I was miserable. I was getting sick all the time. I was, to be honest, I was a total basket case. I mean, I could barely hold it together. Um, and somewhere along the way, while I was going to school, I had, I was working, uh, at Home Depot <laughs> in the, the, this is like so weird to even talk about this stuff. It's, it feels like it was so long ago now. It was, it was over a decade ago, but I was working at Home Depot in the garden department. Um, and I was also working at Mimosa Books and Gifts, which is the new age store that I now ironically own. Um, but at the time I was just a part-time employee there working also part-time at Home Depot, going to school full-time, trying to make everything work. And I was totally burnt out. I was a wreck. I was like not taking care of myself physically. I just, I had so much stress and anxiety. And I think most of that, if I'm really honest with myself now, looking back came from the fact that I didn't I wasn't happy. I mean, I, I didn't feel really aligned with where things were going on that path. Although where it had started, I loved and adored. I loved horticulture. I loved plants. Botany felt so much different to me. And, and I love the science behind things. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved that part of botany. But when I really looked at the path that it was leading me down in terms of a career, it, my options were pretty much either teaching, which I love teaching, but I knew that that was going to be fairly competitive in that field because there just aren't that many teaching positions for that, um, or creating like genetically modified organisms for a big corporation like Monsanto. And that really did not feel like something that was going to lift me up in my soul. It didn't feel like something that was going to be fulfilling for me long term. And I could already tell because I was so worn down and so unhappy and honestly I was pretty miserable that there was no way that this could possibly be the right thing for me um and so I left my part-time job at Home Depot I because it was really making me unhappy and I'm like okay you know I'm I'm gonna be financially a little bit uncomfortable but I knew I had to do it for my health and my own personal well-being so I still had my part-time job at Mimosa which again I did not own then I was just a, a part-time employee there while I was going to school um, and I realized that the things that were making me most happy in my life and that that really were helping me get through that really exhausting and frankly quite horrible time in my life were the things that were kind of related to my job at Mimosa, were the things that were related to my spirituality, were the things that were related to finding that calm place within myself. And crystals were a big part of that at that time for me. Um, you know, when I was working at Mimosa part-time, that's when I took my first crystal healing training because it was something I'd always been interested in. I was really reconnecting with that part of myself. And so, you know, when we're talking about this whole idea of how to leave your mainstream job or career, you know, I would have been set financially, like right off the bat, had I stayed on that path I was on and gotten a corporate job. I mean, no doubt about it. I had worked with some of the country's leading experts in botany, leading research teams. I mean, I was not to toot my own horn, but I was really like well on my way. I was working with some amazing, amazing people in that field, but it was, it wasn't fulfilling me on a soul level. It didn't feel good emotionally. It didn't feel good at that point, even physically, because I was so drained and burnt out. And I, 
I knew that I needed to change something, but the thought of that was really scary because I had no idea what else to do, right? It was like this was what I'd been working so hard for, and to all of a sudden up and make a change to that plan seemed terrifying. Um, and I thought, well, what can I do? You know, I really, I don't have any direction. I, I love this thing with crystals. So I started kind of doing some sessions part-time on the side just to earn some extra money at that point and also to explore that because I really loved it. Um, so that kind of started for me and I thought, you know what, like I love doing this work. I love working with my clients, um, which at that point I had, you know, a few new clients. I had a, just a couple people who started to come a little bit more regularly and things were kind of picking up a little bit for me and, and I was really enjoying that. And I thought, I wonder if this can be an actual career because at that time, you know, all the other healers and light workers and energy workers that I knew through Mimosa even, no one had really 100% made like a full-time go of a healing career. And I thought, I don't even know if that's possible. You know, everyone else I see doing it, they have like another job that they're doing or whatever, and they just do this work because it fulfills them. So I thought, well, maybe I can, maybe I can do that. Maybe, maybe I could manage that. So I stayed in school for a little while longer and tried to like work it out where I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's just that the spiritual connection's missing and I, I still need to do this other job to pay the bills, but then ultimately I can just do this part to kind of nourish my soul. And for me, that wasn't going to cut it <laughs> because I felt like it wasn't worth sacrificing my happiness to pay the bills. You know what I mean? And and that was the biggest thing that was scary for me at that time was that financial question, right? Um, and I didn't even have like a, a family to support. It was just my husband and I, we weren't married yet at the time. Um, but it was like just the two of us. And I can't imagine how scary that must be for people with children or like, a, you know, a spouse that like relies on you. And, and that is really probably extra terrifying. So I know how scary it was just for me. Um, but what I ended up doing was just kind of following the little breadcrumbs, the little trail that the universe was leaving for me from one thing to another thing to the next thing. And I started teaching um, because my clients would ask me all these questions and I, I started teaching. And then the opportunity to become a co-owner of Mimosa, the new age store I was working part-time during college, uh, the opportunity to become a co-owner came up. And I thought, man, that is something I would love because I think that's something that I would be really good at. And I loved my job there. I loved the work that I did. I loved connecting with customers and talking about their spiritual journeys and helping them find, you know, the things that were missing for them and, and just connecting with people on this deeper level. And I was also really young and I, you know, just had this part-time job. I was struggling to pay my bills. I mean, I think my husband and I were eating macaroni and cheese like four times a week, five times a week because we were so broke. We lived in a little 600 square foot apartment. We could barely pay our bills. I mean, it was really, it was really hard, you know? Um, and I thought like, you know, geez, there's no way I could ever become the co-owner here at Mimosa, even though that would really fill me up and I'd get to spend my days doing something that I really love and that would be so amazing. But it, it wasn't something that I, I just didn't think it was possible for me. I had no idea, you know, how that would even work. And I let the opportunity pass me by and someone else 
um, who really was only a couple years older than I was at that time and who was just as broke as I was. <laughs> um, hey, Natasha. Uh, she stepped in and she stepped up and she like answered that call from the universe and she went to Diane, who is now my former business partner, but Diane was the owner of Amosa at that time. And, and this woman went to Diane and said, you know what, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I don't, you know, I know I'm like young and broke, but I really want to do this. And Diane said, okay, let's like give it a try on a trial basis. And me working there as an employee, I was so like shocked and, and bummed and disappointed. Like I had no idea that the universe was giving me this opportunity to speak up and ask for what I wanted and needed. And all I had to do was reach out and take it, but I didn't do it. And I was so, honestly, I was, I was really depressed. I felt like I missed this great opportunity. I felt like a failure because I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I knew that, that continuing this career in botany was making me miserable, but I had no idea how to make the transition into the thing that I wanted. I didn't know what to do. And so luckily, and this doesn't happen often and it doesn't happen for everyone, but the universe granted me a second, a second chance and things didn't work out with that other young lady who approached Diane about being a co-owner. Um, the lady kind of got into it for a couple months and then decided she really didn't enjoy it, really didn't want to do it. And so I thought, oh my goodness, you know, this time, like, I have to go for it. I have to do it. No matter what it takes, I'm going to make this work. So I dropped out of school. I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> I was I was terrified of telling anyone other than my partner um, that I was dropping out of school. I was like, so afraid of what everyone was going to say and think and and that I was going to be judged and that they were going to tell me that I was crazy, you know, for for totally switching gears when I really didn't have much of a plan. Um, I'm going to get into some important tips about this, okay, in a minute, so stick with me. <laughs> um, thanks, Terry Lynn. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a big deal at that time. It was probably the scariest thing I think I've ever done, like the scariest thing I've ever consciously decided to do. Um, so I decided like, yeah, okay, I dropped out of school and I was coming up with this plan in my mind. It's like, okay, how am I going to go to Diane? How am I going to approach her? You know, she just had this bad experience with this other person who was in the same position as me. You know, how am I ever going to convince her to give me a chance when I don't have any money? I don't know how I'm going to like buy into a partnership in the store. I don't really have any business experience. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so Diane actually called a meeting with me and she offered me a management position at the store. And she said, you know, as you know, this other person has left as a co-owner. And so I need some extra help. I'm looking for a manager right now. You're so wonderful. Like, would you be a manager here? And I said, okay, universe, like this is my chance. I have to ask for what I want. And I said, uh, Diane, I adore you. I adore this store, but I can't accept a job as a manager. And she looked crushed. And I said, because I really want to become a co-owner here. And I have no idea how I'm going to make that happen. I have no idea how to make that work. You know, I'm, I'm young and broke and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have any business experience, but I know that I love this. And I know lots of people say that they can run a business based on their passion alone. I said, but I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to go learn how to be an amazing business owner and entrepreneur 
I, I'm willing to put in the time and the elbow grease and the effort to make this happen no matter what. And I've never seen her look happier than in that moment and more relieved. And she's like, oh my gosh, I wanted to ask you to be a co-owner so bad, but I know you're in school and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't want you to like choose this over that. And I, I didn't want to put that pressure on you. So, you know, in my mind, I, I came to you and asked you to be a manager instead. And so we were both like really happy. And I confessed to her that I had actually dropped out of school the week before because I had made up my mind that I was going to approach her about this. And so we were both like so excited that the universe had kind of aligned things and, and that's all well and great. You know, I mean, sometimes you hear about stories that do kind of happen like chance, you know, by chance that way. But then I look and I think like, was it really by chance or was it that I was finally ready and I was showing the universe by the actions I was taking that I was ready to move into this new place in my life? And so here's the thing, you know, like when I really look back at how everything pieced together, I had my part-time income at Mimosa. I was doing healing sessions. I was teaching a little bit here and there, and I wasn't making much, you know, but I was making enough between that and my part-time job to kind of scrape by at the time. And so I did that for a long time, right? So I became a co-owner of Mimosa. Um, Diane was so amazing and so generous, and we worked out a payment plan for the business. I mean, this is crazy. She... She took me on as a business partner. I had no way to pay her the money. So what she did was she gave me enough of a raise that I could afford a business loan payment every month. So even though she owned the business and by giving me a raise at the store that was directly coming out of like her profit at the business, like that's how bad she knew that I wanted this as a partnership. And boy, did I work my ass off. <laughs> um like in return for that because I was so grateful for the opportunity and I didn't want to squander it. So not only did I work really, really hard to learn the ins and outs of, of Mimosa and that specific business. And I had been, you know, a part-time employee there for a while by then, a couple years. So, you know, I, I kind of knew a lot of those things already, but I took every bit of business training I could get my hands on, you know, any little thing. I did everything that I could to really learn how to be a successful entrepreneur and that started helping me grow my healing practice because, you know, I'd never thought about really taking like business trainings for my healing practice. And so I started taking all these business trainings, but then I realized like they didn't really fit in sometimes to what I wanted to do with my healing practice or what I wanted to do at Mimosa because we're very different businesses. Like we're really heart centered. It's not like a car dealership or a, you know, paper supply company or something like that. It was really different. Um, so here's here's the gist of it. And sorry to have rambled so freaking long to get to this point. But like when I really look back, I only felt comfortable stepping into doing healing sessions because I knew I had the security of a part-time job still. For me, like some people totally leap in and they just go 100% in and they just, they leave everything else and they decide to go for it and take on, you know, a new, a new position, a new career, whatever it is. And they just leave everything behind. They burn that bridge. So there's no turning back. That would have totally been the wrong move for me at that time. Um, because here's the thing, like if you do that, 
and then things aren't working out, if you're still consciously like super afraid, like, okay, I've burnt that bridge. Now, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to grow my business? How am I going to, you know, afford to take care of myself and my family? If you have all those fear-based thoughts still hanging on to you because you've gone 100% in and you weren't ready for it mentally, that is totally going to drag you down. It's going to lower your vibration. It's going to lower your ability to manifest. It's going to lower your ability to really function and create a successful business because you're not going to be able to execute the things that you need to accomplish. So if that means that you stick a toe in first, right, and you keep the security of at least something part-time, or you keep the security of something full-time and you just commit to a little bit more hustle, meaning like your nights and weekends, you're working on your on your baby business, right? So you still have the security of your full or part-time job. And in every ounce of free time you can muster, you're working on growing your business. If that's a healing arts practice, if that's a new age store or a boutique or a spa, yeah, your belief is so big, Terry Lynn, right? I mean, your belief in yourself and in your ability to create this will make you or break you. And so if you're feeling those reservations, my advice is do not jump in 100%. Do not take that 100% leap and leave yourself in a financial situation that's going to throw you into mental turmoil and chaos. Don't do that to yourself because then you're going to be where I was at when I was struggling to make this decision. You're going to be in a place of burnout and fear and chaos and it's going to be crazy. But instead, if you can make this adjustment in your mindset slowly because you have some practice, you have some baseline things to go, okay, look, I, I got two clients this week. That's pretty good. Like that's a step in the right direction. What I found is for me, that's what worked. I still had the security of knowing that even though I was just scraping by, I could pay my bills. You know, if I worked really hard and I budgeted really tight and I ate macaroni and cheese four times a week while I grew this business. And for me, that was like a big sacrifice. You know I mean? That was, that was not easy because I was giving up this potentially very lucrative financially career to pursue something that I really loved. And so that's the first way you can approach it, right? Um, but you get to a turning point at some point where having that security sometimes becomes an excuse to not leap forward. So, so for me, I knew that I was in such a stressed out, horrible place that I could not make that 100% leap into doing a healing arts career. I had the security of a part-time paycheck. I could pay my my bills, at least as a baseline. Um, so I knew I was going to be fine if it didn't work out. And, you know, some people say that's negative thinking. I don't think so. I think you need to be practical. You need to be realistic. You need a balance between spirit and the physical. You need to find that balance of both. Pursue your passion, pursue your dreams, but be practical, right? Don't leave yourself so vulnerable that you could leave yourself in disaster to pursue something. So if that means keeping a part-time or full-time job and building up your healing arts practice on the side at first, then do that. But here's the thing that I realized. After a while of doing that, I got to a point where that part-time job for me it had grown into a full-time job by then because I was an owner at Mimosa. 
but it became almost like an excuse for me to not follow my passion fully. Do you know what I mean? And that's like really hard to admit, but I was thinking about this a lot last night when Roxy posted this question. And if I'm like really real and really honest, so, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to keep my part-time job. I'm going to work to build my career as a crystal healer. I want to do that. I want to build my clients. You know, I want to be able to do this for a living. And then I became the full owner of or co-owner of Mimosa while I was still building my healing practice, building my healing practice. But at some point, that other part, that paying the bills part, I realized was holding me back from really fully stepping into my passion and my purpose. And so it was really hard to admit that to myself because I still, I love my work at Mimosa. I still really enjoy it. I only work there one day a week now, and that's what works for me at this point. So although I think that playing it safe and building your business on the side while you still have some security so that you're not sabotaging yourself with fear-based thoughts, I think that's so important. I think that also you get to a certain point where you have to be willing to let go of that attachment. You have to be willing to release that security blanket. You have to know when it's time. And recognizing that's hard, right? I feel like, thanks, Terry Lynn. Thank you. Yeah, this is like, this is really deep stuff. You know what I mean? These are huge life decisions that impact us in a big way. So I think have that security there, but know when you've hit that tipping point. Know when you've surpassed the point of it keeping you secure and keeping you grounded and keeping you safe to when it's holding you back. Because there will come a point in your business and growing your healing arts practice or your wellness business or your shop or your online business or whatever it is, there will be a point at which that happens. And you have to be willing to recognize it and be okay with letting go of that nine to five job or that part-time job that you've kept. Um, and usually that point is when you are too freaking busy to do both of those things at once. <laughs> to be totally honest, that's usually when you find out when you're like start to feel crazy again because there's so much going on. Like that's a good indication that you've hit that point. Um, and I wish I, I would have cut back a little bit sooner than I did. Um, but I am also so grateful for kind of the divine timing and how everything has worked out. And I, and I wouldn't be here right now if I hadn't done it exactly the way that I did. So I'm really happy that I did. But for you, think about, okay, are you a person that you know you're not going to be motivated unless you burn those bridges? And if you burn those bridges, are you really mentally, if you're being totally true with yourself and totally honest with yourself, are you really mentally going to be okay to approach your business without any feelings of scarcity or doubt or worry? And if you can do that, then go for it 100% right off the bat. For me, that wouldn't have worked. I would have been a wreck. I would have been a mess because I'm, I'm like a worrier. I'm a, that is something I think I get from my grandma. I'm a huge worrier. And like that's something I really have to work on through meditation and breathing and and just not being a crazy anxious person because <laughs> that is totally me. Um, so I needed that security blanket. But if you know you can go into it full force, 
and not have those scarcity thoughts or those worry thoughts attached to it and you know you can totally rock it, then seriously go for it because you're going to get a lot further a lot faster. But if you know that leaving behind that security of a part-time or full-time paycheck is going to drag you down ultimately, then keep that and build your business on the side. So there are two approaches and you just have to find out the right one for you and the right one for the kind of person you are. Because if you're a different kind of person than me, you might know that if you have the security of that nine to five job or the security of that part-time job, you're not really going to put your energy or effort into growing your practice because it's too comfortable. And some people need that, like they need that fire under their ass, right? To really get out there and do it and do it well. Um, and we're all just different that way, right? But be real and honest with yourself about what you need to do to make that business shine, to create that dream, to step into your path, whether it's, you know, taking a couple baby steps or whether it's going for a full sprint. You have to find what works for you. And there's no right or wrong. This is like, this is your journey. And here's the thing. You make a decision and you can always course correct. So if you make a decision because you feel like it's the right one, like that's the, that's the worst thing is when you don't make any decision at all and you're just stuck. And I know, I know that even some of you watching this right now, that's the place you're in. You're stuck because you don't know what to do because you're so terrified of making the wrong decision that you're just not making a decision at all. So you're not moving forward. And here's the thing. You're never going to move in a straight path, right? You're never going to move from here to 100% your biggest vision dream of success ever. You're going to go forward, but it's going to kind of be this way. And then you're going to course correct to get back on track. And then you're going to go this way. And then you're going to come back. And these are all these little decisions that keep us on track moving toward whatever that dream is. I'm still doing it now. I make a decision. I, you know, it's the best decision I can make at the time, but I know there's always a potential for that to change. And it could change tomorrow. It could change next week. It could change next year. The thing is, you don't really know until you get in it. But don't just stand still. Push yourself forward into doing something. And at least that way, you have some momentum. You have some traction. Something's happening. Because you can always course correct and change later. So, okay, that's my <laughs> no makeup, kind of cursing a little bit. Because if you didn't know, I have a mouth like a sailor. I've tried really hard not to drop any F-bombs in here. That's just me. I'm like a Midwestern girl that can't help herself with that. <laughs> um... Even my own mother says, oh my gosh, you're like a sailor and a truck driver had a baby. That's, that is sometimes what I sound like. So if you don't like that language, I'm sorry. I'm just being me, putting it out there. Um, feeling a little weird about doing this kind of Facebook Live, but it's just for our group. And I feel like I know you really well. And I feel like you've allowed me to be more of myself in this group. So thank you for that. Um, and I hope that through my story and through those kind of tips and advice at the end, that maybe this helps you just get some clarity on what it is that you need to do. Um, 
what it is that's really going to fulfill your soul and make you reach out for that big, beautiful dream. Because you know what? We all have them. Some of us, we stuff them down and we, you know, seal them up in a little box and we tie a ribbon around it and we don't ever open it up because we think it's not as possible. But you know what? No matter where that dream is inside of you, you can totally do this. You just have to find a way that's going to work for you. So that's what I wanted to say. Roxy, I hope that helps answer your question. I just knew there was no way I was going to be able to type all that out. So thanks for bearing with me. And Antonella and Joan um, and Terry Lynn and Jackie, um, thank you so much for just, and Sarah is here, Michelle, uh, Natasha, just thank you. Thank you for like hanging out and giving me a listen. Um, and I hope that you're moved to take some action today. You know, even if it's one little baby step, don't just stand still. Make an effort to move forward toward your dream because you have something really important to share with the world and you have something really beautiful inside of you that's like totally dying to get out and, and create something amazing. So please go for it. That, that's what I have to say. Okay, that's it. I'm going to let you go. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Um, I'll be checking in the group again soon. And until next time, crystal blessings. Okay, so that was it. That was the recording um, that we did a little while ago in our private student group. I hope that you really did get a lot of value in today's show. And if you want more information about anything that we discussed in this episode, you can always learn more over on our website at loveandlightschool.com forward slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And you can also subscribe to our podcast through that link as well so that you never miss a future episode. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy. I'll be back with you in our next episode. And until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com. The Crystal Healing Certification Program is coming soon. Want to know more? For info, free training, and to get on the list, go to crystalhealerschool.com.